are listening to Oracle Unfiltered with your host and Oracle, Natalie Granja. beautiful friends welcome to another episode here at the oracle unfiltered my name is natalie granja i am your host and oracle for today i'm so excited to be on a roll with podcasting um it feels really good and it honestly feels like i just had to give myself permission to be like it is okay to have an undefined throat and go into the nuance and go into the, the, you know, long pauses. And that is okay. It is part of what makes hearing my voice and hearing what I have to say authentic, right? So yeah, since I've given myself that invitation and permission, it's been really fun to just get on here. Oh, I hear the garage. Zach is coming in. Now I have to press pause. Great. <laughs> okay, so I'm recording from the loft um, that is outside of my office. And like Zach walked by and he's like, why aren't you recording in your office? And I'm like, well, honestly, I don't know. I'm in the process of a redecoration, a rebranding of my office. And um, it's not quite there yet. It's almost there. We're almost to where it needs to be but in the pro like in the meantime I'm like not it's just it's dark right now there's construction happening outside the window it's super loud and um I got a couch in there which feels awesome I got a standing desk which feels awesome um I got a walking pad in there which feels awesome um my gallery wall feels great but there's still some things that need to happen um, in order for me to like one hang out in there long term. Um, so right now I'm in the loft, which is what I call the Zen room and it's really bright and it's so much more cozier here. All of that to say, you might hear Zach walking by as he makes his way downstairs. I will not press pause. I will continue to keep going. <laughs> so if you, if you hear that, that's what's happening. Um, Okay. So before we even get into today's episode, I want to share a quote that I saw that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I've been looking at it every single day, rereading it throughout the day, and it just gets me into this place where I'm like, yes. So something that I'm always teaching my clients is like, simple. Let's make this simple. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. How can we make this more easeful in our business? right? If we're overcomplicating something, it's because we're likely over intellectualizing, over analyzing, and we're likely not moving into action. And we're so much more in that state of perfectionism or getting into our head, or whatever that might be for you. So when I saw this quote, I was like, yes, this totally encompasses that same like vibe and message that I've been communicating to my own clients and of course to myself, which is, quote, reduce your work to the absolute essentials you can't live without. 
unquote. That's by Rick Rubin. Oh, when I hear it, it just like gives me so much more spaciousness and permission to be like, yeah, just do the things you want to be doing um, in regards to like content creation, right? And in this case, podcasting is feeling really fucking great. Um, and it doesn't mean we can't do the other that we're not going to do the other things we need to do in our business. Absolutely not. It just invites this curiosity in me that's like, well, how about the things that feel more tedious, right? How can I make this feel really simplified? And how can I learn to enjoy the process? So anyway, that's just been something I've been playing with. All right. Today's episode is all about the five reasons your business needs a rebrand. And I'm really excited to share these five reasons. Of course, there's going to be more than five reasons, but these are the ones that I see consistently and I'm really happy to talk about it. I'm super excited. I feel really passionate and what's the word I'm looking for? Like enlivened? Is that the right? <laughs> That's really not the word. In impassioned. Let's just go there. Is enlivened a word? Let's look it up. I think you know what I mean though, right? Like it's giving me life. In livened. Oh. Enlivened? Enlivened, enlivened. I don't know if it's pronounced. Let's see. Oh, I can't hear it. Enlivened. Enlivened. I feel really enlivened about this because um it's one of my favorite things to do with people in their business. Typically, a rebrand is going to be when you're already an established business, right? You've been in business for a while and something is feeling off. Um, it's different than someone who is just growing their business for the first time. Branding is certainly, of course, all part of that, but it wouldn't be a rebrand. It would just be creating a brand, right? So a rebrand to me is changing some aspect of the brand's identity in order to more efficiently differentiate itself within the market. Again, it's changing an aspect of the brand's identity. And the thing is, brand's identity is a huge umbrella term for several things underneath it, right? Oftentimes, when people think of a brand, they think colors, a photo shoot, graphics. That is just one teeny tiny portion of a brand identity. That is just visual branding, right? Um, a brand's identity is everything from the tone, the value proposition, the messaging, the, um, the parts of a business that makes them different from every other healer and every other, you know, practitioner or therapist or what have you. It is the nuance between um, the exchange of goods and services, because a business is really just transaction of goods and services. A brand is absolutely everything else in between. So let's get into the five reasons that your business might need a rebrand. And again, even before we get into that, let's even just mention a couple of things of like, 
how do you like what does it feel like when your business is feeling off right a lot of times people come to me when they're like sales are low and I don't know what the fuck is happening I have tried this I have tried that I've relaunched old programs the programs aren't working I don't know I'm getting misaligned clients sales are lower than they have ever been or whatever right so that implies that at some point their business was doing well and then something has happened or they've always had an inconsistent business and they've tried to just like piece things together to try to make it all work but it's probably because they haven't quite looked at um a brand in the way that I look at it right from the the bottom up um or as I call it sometimes like uh nose to tail right like looking at the whole operation in itself um sometimes people just focus on one aspect when really everything touches everything so we'll get into that um so again you'll you'll know it you'll feel it when something is just feeling off maybe you're uninspired you're not excited to go into your business selling is feeling difficult um again you're attracting the wrong clients um maybe you're not enjoying the client work anymore again it's just this general like something is off so let's talk about the first one number one your ideal client has changed so you know you need a rebrand when your ideal client has changed and here's the other thing about the five that i'm going to list today these sometimes aren't obvious to the person who's in the business right you might just feel like I'm saying like something is off but you're not quite aware of what like what is off and that's why I want to go into this episode so that you can self-diagnose and be like oh it's this thing that's the thing okay so all of that to say your ideal client has changed is something that I've noticed with some clients, they don't even realize that their ideal client has changed. So why this matters is because if your ideal client has changed, that means that you're working with a new set of needs, a new set of desires, and therefore a new set of solutions are likely needed. So let's take the example of maybe you are going from working with um, already established businesses. That's been your ideal client and you've always spoken to and had offers for people that already have an established business, for example. But you have been attracting or maybe you have learn to love working with people like maybe some of your audience has now been influx with people who are just growing to their first 5k month okay which is a completely different archetype in the sense of what they're desiring and what their needs are are going to be different right they're going to need a lot more of the initial um, foundational pieces, whereas someone who is already in their business might have a different desire and the way they're being supported. Even from their desire or their not desire, but their um, 
education around investments. Someone who is already maybe successful in their business probably has a different relationship to investments as someone who has never invested in working with mentorship. So even the content that you're going to create is so vastly different. So that obviously means that the solutions you're going to offer are different. Maybe you keep selling a mastermind around how to scale your business when your ideal client is now someone who needs the foundations of a business versus, you know, scaling. They're not there yet, right? So if your ideal client has changed, that informs everything else. And although you might still be talking about the same modality, the same work itself, you're going to have to change the messaging, the language that you're using in order to communicate with that client. And that's where a rebrand gets to happen, right? Because we're looking at the key messaging, the value proposition. Um, we're then also looking at the offers and likely even the pricing, right? Because someone who is just trying to hit their first 5k month might benefit from again, more education and more of a lead gen offer than someone who is a seven figure entrepreneur or a multiple six figure entrepreneur who doesn't need as much hand holding in those beginning stages. So again, that's where the rebrand would come in if your ideal client has changed. And that's just a subtle change because it's still the same work, the same modality, it's the same everything. That's just a very subtle change. There are people who you know, have a lot, um, th there could be a lot bigger change in the ideal client, right? Going from, let's say you're a nutritionist, you're going from working with anyone who wants to lose 20 pounds to now working with brides who want to lose 20 pounds before their big day, right? So it's going to be different because now your content is going to be so much more geared and focused on that lifespan of engagement to walking down the aisle versus if it were more general, then you're also speaking to men. You're also speaking to adolescents. You're also speaking to women and women with different age groups. Maybe, you know, someone with a hormonal imbalance versus someone who is, you know, going through menopause and so on and so forth. It is so much more general. So therefore, the solutions, the desires and the needs of the client are also going to shift. So that's number one. Let's move on to the second way you might need a rebrand. Your value proposition has evolved. So the value proposition is the brand's promise. When I work with Natalie, I know that I'm orienting to my most abundant timeline through energetics, reprogramming and business strategy, right? That is the mo that is the the value proposition of working with me. Whether that means having a one-off session with me, whether that is working with me for six months, whether that is um, joining Oracle Business School, whether that is um, 
you know, getting certified in Grange Vortex method. Although each and every single one of those offers has its own individual value proposition, everything is oriented around my brand's value proposition, which is the most abundant timeline. Living your most abundant timeline, whatever that looks like for you. And we're going to do it through the three mediums, right? Of the energetics, the reprogramming, and the actual business strategy. So your val- if your value proposition has evolved, meaning maybe before it was... Um, Maybe you're maybe you're a therapist and your value proposition, you know, before is, you know, I want everyone to be connected to their bodies and feel, you know, th- this well-being of, um, you know, general well-being. Okay. But the more that you've worked with a particular client archetype, the more that you have, you know, delved in, oh God, is that another word? I don't know. Delved into a specific niche like let's say for example it is um sexual healing right sexual healing and intimacy well then your value proposition the brand is now changing to orient and attract people who want to you know be supported in sexual and intimacy healing and although your modality would still be therapy you only want to attract people who are desiring to orient to that one solution. And you can do it through several mediums, right? You could do it through a membership. You could do it through one-to-one. You could do it through self-led courses, whatever it is. But the importance of the value proposition evolving is that you're changing the pathways in which people find you like you, know you, and buy from you. The pathways are now different, right? Um, meaning the way that we market for people to be attracted to us. And again, once they're already in our world, what are they buying from us? How are they engaging with us? So if your value proposition has shifted, it has evolved. And again, this happens. Like all of this is going to happen at one point or another. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. If you are in business for long enough, even a year, you're going to notice that this is going to happen. So as your value proposition has evolved, right? So again, maybe you went from general, I work with women who want to heal to now I work with women who are healing sexual intimacy. That's a very specific evolution. So again, the way in which you're going to market and sell is going to be different. So I, I want to pause here for a second because, again, I think this is so important. Maybe maybe it's because it's one of the bigger ones that I see. Um, and I'm a huge believer that like the value proposition and the ideal client inform absolutely everything to a business. Everything. Like when the value proposition shifts, it informs literally everything. The key messaging, the content strategy, um, you know, even pricing can shift drastically. Your entire model really can shift. And I think people have a hard time with 
the value proposition evolving because people oftentimes attach their whole identity to the big you know i help statement even if it's not technically you saying i help it's the identity that's attached to it like oh well people know me for this thing or i've been saying this for so long or are people going to understand you know this next this next thing that i'm doing you know what can come up is that the story the stories will come up around experimenting the scarcity will come up around change so these are things to just keep in mind as you're tuning into one of these that could be for you where it's like what are the stories that are coming up do I feel like it's going to be difficult? Do I feel like this is going to take a long time? Do I feel that people aren't going to get it? Am I afraid of changing because my audience might shift, right? Which, yes, your, you know, your audience will shift if your ideal client has changed. Your audience can shift if your value proposition has evolved, right? Okay, let's go to the third one. The third reason why you may need a business rebrand is that the current way that you're operating your business is not scalable. So I've, I see this one a lot with people who kind of are creative, artistic, you know, they're, they're really, they're quite like well-spoken and they're, they're stars at what they do. So they might have started their social marketing. Let's say they started an Instagram or, you know, a podcast or whatever it might be. And they've got, they, you know, off the bat got some success, meaning like they got some people buying, they were tapped into the right communities and maybe their social following grew and maybe they were getting like lots of one-off sessions, right? So all of that has been working, but then they reach this point where it's like, okay, this isn't scalable. Like I'm doing a ton of sessions per month or per week and I'm exhausted. My body hurts. I'm becoming resentful. I'm bored. I'm tired. I'm, or maybe I love my work, but I'm just exhausted and I'm not making as much money as I could. So again, these are people who sort of had like the happy accident of like their business just working off the bat and they often come to me where it's like, I don't have any of the systems in place, right? So they need refinement in their business and their brand in order for systems and branding assets to grow. So for example, it's like building out their product suite, building evergreen offers. Um, it can be, okay, yes, you've worked with this client in the past, but in order for this to be scalable, maybe, or like I see this a lot too for people who have very general clients. So let's say you're an astrologer or a human design mentor and like you can really kind of work with any type of person who walks in your door. Um, what I've noticed that we've had to do as a part of creating a scalable brand is saying, right, got it. You can work with anyone, right? So maybe create a course for sacral beings, maybe create a course for projectors or reflectors and have that be for purchase for people who are interested in what you would have taught them in a few sessions, right? Like, here's what this means. Here's what a channel is. Here's what that is. Have that be something that someone can buy. And then the actual, like, who do you want to spend your time with? Who do you want to spend an hour session long with every single week? 
Who do you want to spend your life with? You're like, oh, well, maybe out of all those people who I've really loved working with are mothers, mothers who are raising, you know, children using design. So you can have a product suite that speaks to everybody if you want, right? Because that can still be scalable. But then your one-to-one interactions and your masterminds and your group programs, anything that involves your energy is specifically working with a, a particular person, right? Like maybe mothers raising children using design. So again, in order for that to be scalable, we'd have to look at the foundational pieces that they likely skipped because they went straight to social marketing without quite understanding what are the pillars of this brand, right? Like what's next for, you know, how are, can I create a, a pathway for people, a timeline for people to work with me or is it just directly working with me one-to-one? So again, looking at making a business scalable would be creating some of the foundational pieces that they probably have not had before. Um, and I can really make a whole podcast episode on like what foundational pieces are necessary in a business, whether you're looking, I mean, I, I know this because if I can be working with a seven figure entrepreneur and if they're feeling stuck in something, I'm always going to go back to the foundational pieces. What needs to be refined? What needs to be evolved here? Um, and same thing with someone who is brand new to business and anywhere in between, right? So that's who exactly your ideal client is, what they value and desire, what offers your clients actually want to buy, then your authority and positioning so you can be differentiated, the value proposition itself, right? So that you can have a through line between your messaging, your content pillars, so you can have endless pieces of content to create recognition and further your unique brand, and how to communicate your work through different types of content, right? Whether you want to lean more into educational because that's your usual tone or polarizing because, you know, that's how you are in real life or anything in between. And then learning how to launch programs and, you know, having a business day to day and all that. So it's one of those things that we're going to look at if my client sort of had the happy accident of a successful business without having the proper branding that makes it scalable. Okay. So the next one is you've added a new modality to your toolbox. You've added a new modality to your toolbox. What does this mean? So it could be that you have always done you know, a specific type of transformational coaching, but all of a sudden you've added in hypnosis you've added in, you know, creating customized hypnotic tracks. So then it's like, well, how do I include this as a part of the identity that is my business? Do I now call myself a hypnotist? Do I, you know, speak about hypnosis all the time? Do I, you know, what do I do with this new modality? Or it could be astrology, it could be human design, whatever it is. So I find that that's where people can get really stuck. They get in their head, they get a little bit of the analysis paralysis, and then something happens there, they get stuck. So if you've added a new modality to your toolbox, we want to look at how it fits in within the messaging and the identity of your existing brand. So for example, I have become certified in human design, um, levels one and two. I have um, 
you know, uh, become certified in astrology. I have all these different certifications, but I'm not necessarily going to now market my brand as an astrologer. I'm not that that's not the forefront of my identity as much as I absolutely adore astrology. I use it in absolutely everything. Same thing with human design. I'm, I'm obsessed now, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that my brand's forefront, at least not at this moment, is going to be those hats. The brand that I'm still operating under is Oracle CEO, right? Because under the umbrella of oracles, everything mystic, everything unseen, all of the energetics underneath that. And then under my CEO is everything strategic, everything seen, everything branding. So my, my current branding as I've had it for the last, gosh, five years or so has allowed me to evolve within the branding right? If it ever got that my bo that it, it boxed me in, or that I couldn't grow past the parameters of my branding, then I would know that I need a rebrand, right? So that's what I help people do when it comes to cool, you've added these modalities to your toolbox, how do we want to market this, while still giving you room to evolve and grow as an individual that doesn't consistently box you in, every single time you get a certification. And in my case, it was finding an umbrella term that felt specific to me that differentiated me from other people, yet isn't surprising when Natalie's talking about human design or Reiki or, you know, past life regressions, because yeah, she's an Oracle. And it isn't surprising when I talk about branding and marketing and the strategy, because yeah, she's a CEO, right? So that's what I would help someone do if they were trying to make sense of how it all fits in. And again, it's going to be different for everybody. Someone else might get an astrology certification to be like, gung ho, I'm an astrologer, which means we'd want to shift the astrology to the forefront of their branding and the transformational work maybe as a subcategory where maybe now they want to do transit readings and talk about every single lunar um, eclipse and all the things while the transformation is the is the is the through line keeping it all together the whole point is transformation but with a stronger astrology language at the forefront so i'd help them make sense of that how do we want to work in a way that positions you as an authority in this um growing mm, market right okay the fifth one, and this is where I would say I have been, is, drumroll please, your deconditioning is calling for a new business. Your deconditioning is calling for a new business, meaning you're just not willing to do business or selling in the ways that you've done before. This rebrand is so beautiful. And I think that's why I'm like, no matter what, you, you're you always going to have a moment of a rebrand, right? You're always going to need support in this process because especially if you're someone who is deconditioning, you really are going to look at everything as, but why? Why does it have to be this way? Why am I selling this way? Why are my calls this, you know, 
why are my calls 90 minutes when I really only want or need 60 minutes? Why am I charging in this way when it should be this other way, right? Or again, like as I've learned about my design, it is really highlighted all the parts of myself where I'm like, oh, I was creating those parts of my business from shadow as, as I, I've always called it, right? From shadow, the sabotage spirals. And the more I've learned about design, the not self. So a rebrand is needed when you are trying to align your business into a place that is correct for your energy and is less and less and less about operating from your shadow self or operating from that not self of conditioning. A big part of my work with people is helping them decondition from scarcity. And it, it always has been from the very first client that I've take, I took 10 years ago, right? It's just new language for it or more specific and evolved language as my own business has evolved, right? So it's deconditioning from scarcity. It's deconditioning from the way that family um, have, have conditioned us around visibility. It's deconditioning around um, cultural parts of ourselves, right? How we engage with other women, for example, is a big part of something I've deconditioned. Um, always, instead of always looking at others as a threat or as competition, how can I lean more and more and more into community and support, which by the way is so necessary if you're gonna be a very clean space holder, right? Um, so, it's sort of like in the last year of my own life in business, all of the deconditioning work that I have done has sort of hit me right in the face to be like, okay, you've got to look at everything and see what is correct for you, what is not. And I'm still in that process. And that feels so good. But it can feel fucking awkward. <laughs> it can feel so awkward because you're so aware of what doesn't feel good and you're so aware of what doesn't work and you're also aware of where you'd like to be and what would feel really good but you're in neither place and that's where I get a lot of clients as well where it's this in-between phase and sometimes depending on where they are in their timeline it can look like a tower moment right like it feels like everything is collapsing nothing is working in their business and it's only because something more correct and something more true is being born and it's so beautiful and as beautiful as it is it's so uncomfortable so um there's so much to say there and so much to look at but I'm curious as you're hearing this what's coming up for you what are you like yeah I I don't want to do business in this way anymore or I am questioning you know why this feels so uncomfortable or what have you so all of that to say I am so excited that you're here I love that you are listening and I wanted to offer um, a new exciting way to work with me um, it's called business illumination it's 60 or 90 minute sessions which I have never done before um, so that is super cool because usually you have to work with me at least through a hypnotic track um, 
or of course through a longer period of time so i have a um, handful of spaces available 10 spaces actually two handfuls <laughs> between now and the end of the year i may continue this so if you're listening to this in the future definitely check my site and see if um if i still got this up um it is designed to help you um really design the seen and unseen strategy to your most abundant timeline and to help you unplug from conditioned ways of earning and scaling with energetics reprogramming and business strategy it is designed for you to be seen to the core it is designed for you to be guided by expert eyes that can help you either start grow or scale your business and create an easeful pathway to your next income goal. So in the 60 or 90 minute business illumination that you book with me, we will look through both strategic and psychic eyes at your content, messaging, launch, funnel, rebrand, sales pages, course creation, energy blockage, sabotage spirals, or simply be guided on anything that's coming up for you in the realm of abundance, expansion, visibility, visioning, or what's next for your brand. So I'm super, super excited. Um, if you've been praying for more money, more visibility, more clients, this portal was created for you. If you want to book a session, you can go to uh, the link in the show notes or you can head over to nataliegranja.com slash links. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, give us five stars. Say hi by screenshotting and tagging me at Natalie Granja underscore. You can buy or apply to work with me at NatalieGranja.com. See you in the most abundant timeline. Peace.